Matter of Faction podcast with Pricey and Brownie. Five episodes in, Paul Brown, they said we'd never make it. Pricey, this is a moment I reveal that, sadly, I'm going to retire because we're on top right now. There's, <laughs> no, there's no beating this, right? Yeah. Well, I'm on top of the world. Yeah. And we're appreciating everyone who's checked it out. Like, we had the soft launch last week, Spotify, iTunes, Apple, yeah. Apple Podcasts. Thank you to everyone who has literally checked it out, which is great. Yeah. Thank you so much for the great feedback so far. It's been really, really heartening to see. There's just people that are actually appreciating our banter. It's not just us sitting in a room thinking that maybe our parents will listen to this because let's face it. I don't think even my parents have checked no it out. No chance. They have no idea what we're talking about, but you do, and you're coming back every week, which is great. All right, Tim, before we go on, we've got something different for the uh, podcast this week. We've got Ebony's story with a couple of news headlines that she's going to go over from what happened in the week. Uh, Take it away with the heavy news, Ebony. Thanks, guys. Making news this week in the heavy world. Slipknot live-streamed their performance at Rock Am Ring on June 9th, which is the band's first professional footage of a full live show in over two years. They actually played about five songs from their first album, and some goodies that the fans will get excited about were People Equal Shit, Get This, Disaster Peace, The Heretic Anthem, Vermilion, and Surfacing. Honourable mention has to go to their latest singles, All Out Life, and from the upcoming album, We Are Not Your Kind, their first single, Unsainted. And that track absolutely went off, and the date, August 9th, keep that in mind, because that's when you can get your hot little hands on it. Look, just a heads up, Corey won't be changing his mask, because apparently he loves how angry people are getting over it. And a big welcome back to David DeRossier, who has returned to Simple Plan after taking two years off to look after his mental health. He wasn't on tour with the boys last year in Australia, but he's back and he's working on album number six. So props to him. And if you or anyone else you know needs help with their own mental health, call Lifeline on 13 11 14 or Beyond Blue on 1300 4636. Or you can find your closest crisis support organisation on Google. New music this past week has seen Carnifex announce their new album World War X on August 2nd. And they dropped a new song, No Light Shall Save Us, which features Alyssa from Arch Enemy. Which is cool stuff. And speaking of Alyssa, her old band The Agonist have announced their new album Orphans, which will be out on September 20th. So if you like some fast-paced death metal, check out their new single In Vertigo. Also recently released is Marshmallow's song with A Day to Remember called Rescue Me. It's dividing fans and I have to say I'm not totally convinced. I mean, Northlane and Phase One did it pretty good. That was great. And we've got other examples like Kazo with Alex from All Time Low and Blink 182 with Steve Aoki. And we all know how they turned out. I mean, is this the next musical trend of pop punk bands teaming up with EDM DJs? Let Pricey and Brownie know what you reckon. And a big shout out to the lads and ladies who attended the Fuck Endo fundraising and awareness event, which was headlined by local punk heroes Flangipanies. And if you didn't make it to the event, but you want to show your support with a donation or just find out what the hell endometriosis actually is, head to the website quendo.com.au and that is q-e-n-d-o.com.au. That's it for the latest heavy news. Back to you, Pricey and Brownie. I'm a little bit worried, Pricey. Why? I'm worried about the state of heavy music. Oh, no. Because it's jumping into bed with the mistress that is EDM, electronic dance music. I mean, we've been seeing this come up more and more, Brownie. Yes. I mean, why are you necessarily worried about that? I mean, 
Some of the stuff's been really good. Some of the stuff has been great. Let's let's bring it back to Bring Me the Horizons album, okay. um, which was completely different to everything they've done in the past. Upon first listen, I hated it, couldn't stand it, and then eventually, like a rash, it grew on me. Now we're seeing a lot of heavy music artists, and I'm going to call them heavy music artists because they're heavy in comparison to what your parents would listen to, right? Mm-hmm. So you've got the likes of Aaron Gillespie from Under Oath teaming up with EDM producer Rez, uh, a data remember have just done a song with um, Marshmallow. Marshmallow. Um, in the past, we've also seen Phase 1 teaming up with the likes of North Lane, CJ McMahon, Periphery. Corn. Corn. With Skrillex. With Skrillex, exactly. It seems to be an ongoing like occurrence. It's happening more and more, but... The on the lighter side of things, so like the pop punk kind of mm. artists, like a day to remember, like mm. Kazo with um Alex from All Time Low, Blink One Eight Two with Steve yeah. Aoki. I feel like I feel like they are trying to extend into the EDM family. Yeah. Not Rather so much than bring them into the e- heavy world. That's right, exactly. Yeah. yeah. And those cases haven't exactly worked. The only um, exception is a day to remember with Marshmallow. I'm kind of on the fence about that one. Do you know why I think that might be, Brownie? Is it feels to me like each person, each body in those in that particular song gets their moments to have their sound. And yeah, it, it seems to be you know a day to remember does the verse, Marshmallow does the chorus. Yep, etc. Not so much a mashup of things, whereas I feel like the Blink-182 one, I don't know what they were trying to do with Steve (laughs) Aoki. I don't know what that song is. Yeah. But I also feel like that particular part of EDM and pop punk or that lighter side of rock, I don't feel like... I feel like that's nuts and gum together at last. <laughs> Do you know I've what I mean? Been waiting for a Simpsons reference, and you finally slot one in. Well, there that deserves a high five. Well done. But uh, yeah, it's it's essentially two wrongs making a right. But in this kind of situation, the wrongs are the two different types of genres that wouldn't necessarily go together. But in some cases, they kind of work. It just all comes down to the production. Like if you've got a a, a pop punk song with an EDM backing sound full of mm. synths and beeps and bops or whatever they're called. together, wub wubs <laughs> Together, it doesn't work. But if it's kind of split up and you've got band EDM, band EDM for chorus or pre-chorus, whatever yeah. it might be, that kind of works that way. Yeah, I, I agree. And and see, I feel like heavy music and, and heavier dubstep is a match made in heaven. Yeah. They, they, they both follow very similar song structures the the payoff that both audiences look for, which is essentially, I mean, in EDM it's called the drop, and, yep. in, and in heavy music it's called the breakdown. Breakdown, yeah. The payoff that 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 moment that everyone looks for is the same in yeah. in both worlds. I feel sure you, you're going to have the EDM fans who are like looking for something that they can fist bump in the air to, but you've got the heavy music you, fans who are like wanting to throw down and do a wall of yeah. death. Can you imagine like seeing a wall of death at a Skrillex show? I'm sure it's it, happened. It, I'm pretty sure. I haven't been to a Skrillex show besides Coachella and I kind of watched off on the, the side. I didn't get amongst it, but from what I saw, there was more people jumping around and, and it, it was like essentially a heavy music That's show. Right. Yeah. yeah. So look... 
in I get what you're saying. In the cases where it's heavy music and heavy music, so dubstep and death metal or dubstep and metalcore, yeah. it works really well and you can really get into it. I agree, yeah. That's, but that's got, what I'm trying to say, yeah. If you've got the other kind of styles where it's a bit more softer and more happier, I guess you could I say. I feel like the differences are highlighted more. Yeah, yeah. In those songs. That's that's my point I think I'm trying to make. So look, if you like melodic stuff and you like that kind of... EDM, then that will bring you into the realm of like the, the pop punk or the pop rock kind of mm. alternative rock kind of stuff. Whereas if you like doom and gloom and you just like throwing down and smashing your head against a brick wall, you need to get into like the, yeah. the dubstepy kind of stuff. I feel like, yeah, it has that same filth and grime to it. That oh. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. And look, if, if this is going to be the introduction for... Because you know how the bands are out there right now and they're spruiking that they want to make music that music fans like. Yeah. That's a quote from Bring Me The Horizon. I can safely say that we're going to see heavy music fans getting into heavier types of EDM because of that reason, because mm. of that, you know, cool by association, I guess you could say, mm. that kind of feel and, and vibe of it all, really. Um, and if that gets people back into, like, the EDM phase, did you have a techno phase? Uh, I, was, I was all about stuff. And again, it's EDM with a real heavy tinge to it. Yeah. So stuff like The Prodigy. Yeah, and, Pendulum. You know, yeah, Pendulum, yeah. absolutely. Like Knife Party. Full drum and bass, that yeah, kind yeah. of stuff yeah, like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. See, I, I went through a phase of, you know, liking um, Eric Prids and, you know, all that kind of, the, the commercialized yeah. stuff because it was yeah. around the time I was on commercial course, radio. So I was, you know, it was in my face. But every yeah. now and then, like, an artist like Dead Mouse would come along and it's like, oh, this, this sounds fat with my bleach blonde hair going to good, good vibrations and, oh, you know, Lord. the fluoro singlets and all that. Yeah, I mate. I don't know that, <laughs> You are not missing much. Let's just say that everyone has a phase, a musical phase they wish they could they wish they wish could forget. A lot of people want to forget their emo phases. No, embrace them. Just forget your techno phase. Like, that <laughs> shit can live in the 90s for all I care. <laughs> Talking about heavy music, though, like, there has been an influx of death metal and deathcore yeah. bands releasing music this past week. Speaking of filth and grime. Oh, yes. The darker side of life. We're getting into some death here. Some death core, some death metal. The only kind of death you really want in your life, yeah. really. Yeah, yeah, please. <laughs> uh, Carnifex teaming up with Alyssa from um, Arch Enemy for their song. Um, I love... And I'm, I'm going to go out and say this. I think I've said it in the past. I'm not the biggest fan of deathcore, death metal, but I can appreciate the technicality mm. that goes into it. I love a deathcore female vocalist. There's just something about seeing a female vocalist on stage screaming, doing something that's just, you know, mesmerizing. You, yeah. you watch them on stage, you can't take your eyes off. Bands like Ginger, High Tension, yeah. um, The Agonist, who also put out their song as well too. It's just, you don't expect it and it, it blows you away. It's like yep. a force that hits you. Yeah, I recently showed someone uh, a live ginger uh, set. You got me into ginger, yeah. actually, yeah. And it, it really is a case of, like, get you a vocalist who can do both. Yeah. You know, like, the the, the absolute technical skill in the highs and, and the, it, the yeah. singing, and then the absolute brutality of the, of the gutturals. It could easily be two different people. That's it, yeah. And when you have that ability to be able to create these sounds mm. from your mouth, it's just insane what mm. the human body can do. Totally. Male, female, doesn't doesn't matter who it is. Yeah. Just like I'm impressed with like heaviness. And, mm. and so seeing that song with Alyssa w was great. And mm. I, I caught 
Arch Enemy at Download Festival. Mm. Not a banner who I would have gone out of my way to go see, but I was impressed. And yeah. like you see one band who impresses you like that, you go discover more. Like The Agonist was Alyssa's old band. Yeah. And they put out their song as well yep. too in Vertigo. So you will go see that band. Go find Ginger. Yeah. Kind of introduce yourself to the genre that way through those bands. Totally. And this week we also got a super, super heavy. And I mean... I actually didn't think Die Hard as Murder could get heavier, but this week they dropped Death Squad Anthem, and they've just found a way to just go deeper, darker, heavier, brutal, but somehow more sing-along. Yeah. Would you, would you dare say that Die Hard as Murder are the heaviest band in Australia? Would you say that? Uh, you could I'm- say that. Well, I think Disentomb, who also, oh, okay. oh, who right. also okay. <laughs> released a song this week, would probably like to have a face-off about that. But Jesus Christ, we had some serious heavy drop this week. Because, let, let, let's face it, like death metal and deathcore in Australia is most certainly on the rise compared to where it was, let's say, five years ago. Yeah. It, it, and you look at the, the artist murder shows that are coming up soon. They're, yeah. they're playing small venues. And they're when, just going to destroy them. When yeah. you imagine a band as big, and like with a massive sound like Disentomb or like The Artist Murder playing these small venues, you would just imagine that that's how you demolish a building. You yeah. get these bands, you turn it up to 11, and then you just get them the, playing. The walls just crumble. Exactly, yeah. that's it. Like if that if that would happen, if science could come together and make that happen, you know what's MythBusters guys doing? <laughs> get them back and reboot the series and get them to have a deathcore band like demolish a building. That'd be dope. <laughs> there is a way to do it, and they're the bands to go do it. So definitely go check it that out. The Decaying Light as well too. Great video. Just if you mm. like great cinematography, yeah, and heavy sounds. Distant Tomb is where you need to go to. Nice, nice. I agree. Before we continue on, we've got a couple of very special guests. The Born of Osiris and uh, Chelsea Grin Tour is kicking off across Australia from June 20 on the Goldie, Gold Coast. Uh, Joe Barres from Born of Osiris and Tom Barber from Chelsea Grin join us for a bit of a chat. Guys, uh, look, it's a, it's a big tour that fans are looking forward to. What, what can we expect when you guys finally get down here? Are you guys stoked to make your way back to Australia again or, you know, for the first time? I mean, I'm I'm really excited to be down there. I've never been down there in my entire life, so coming down to play music is going to be the really, the really cool endeavor. You know, I'm I'm very excited to be there either way. Nice one. Uh, I'm I'm certain you're going to be uh, taking to hug some koalas. So uh, is that something that you've uh, you've heard that bands do down here? You go taken to hug some koalas? I want to have a koala put me in a leg lock. <laughs> you might have a better chance of catching chlamydia from them, apparently. Well, you know, it's crazy. They have, they all have chlamydia because they know how to have a good time. That's exactly right. <laughs> I'm not saying to go out with chlamydia, but fuck. I mean, they're doing something right and wrong at the same time. <laughs> well, really, you should have like a really earth-changing movement, and you should make koala condoms and really be the first on that forefront. You got to understand, you know, they have some, so they have a, they have a choice too. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Have you guys managed to check out the support band on your tour? You've gone and checked out the music of Diamond Construct? Oh, no, no, no. No, I have not. Actually, I've heard a lot of good things about them, though. Yeah, I saw one of their music videos. I was digging it. They look pretty heavy. It looks like a like a good match for bands to be opening. You know, it's definitely super exciting because, you know, 
what what better to find newer music to listen to and newer music that's awesome those guys have been really dominating down here in the last couple of months they put out their record and it's it's uh, really made an impact so it was great to see you guys take them out and i guess with you guys coming down under to australia i mean it's less shows than what you would do when you're traveling across the united states so how do you differentiate a show in australia to over there yeah i don't know i guess we'll have to see Maybe we'll just we'll party even harder every show since the tour is shorter. Yeah, just totally overcompensate for it. Absolutely. More blunts, more bottles. Well, Joe, you've already put out one album so far. There's two lined up for 2019. What's the reasoning behind Bonavisaurus putting out, you know, so many albums in, in such a short amount of time? So, unfortunately, this is something that we want to do is put it on the record this year. Sumerian's kind of pumping the brakes on us because... Instead of doing second half of simulation, we decided to do this like a full on full length. I think it might have to wait till next year. It's looking like we're gonna probably not hit the studio till the winter. But we have that's the thing is we just have so we have like sixteen plus songs uh, to work with right now. So we kind of gotta uh, dissect and go through and figure out which ones are gonna make the cut and you know. Tom, this is the first time you're bringing down the new incarnation of Chelsea Green for the fans here. Are you worried about the reception or reckon that old fans and new fans will froth over everything you've got to bring down here? Well, I feel like in the States, people have, at first, everybody was a little, you know, like, uh, how, how are things going to be? But I feel like the second they got to see the live set, a lot of people just kind of changed their mind. I feel like if there was any negativity for a little bit of time, it kind of went away. And I don't know, things are kind of working out well for Australia. I know that Australia definitely goes hard as fuck, so I hope they are more than accepting to the the new Chelsea Grin. But I'm excited either way. With that said, like, there's a lot of pressure when it comes to trying something new, and especially when you've got someone new up front like that. Were people in the States more, like, accepting of the new, heavier stuff because of the fact that it was heavy and a continuation for the band, or...? Well, I feel like it was mixed reviews because, you know, you're so used to seeing someone front a band for such a long period of time. And then it kind of what seems like overnight, everything changed because when we came out with the music, we had a music video, we had the fucking song to go with it, obviously, and it's just all these new promos and tours to announce all this shit, you know, it's a lot for people to kind of just accept at first. So there's obviously some kids that love the new heavier stuff. There's people that obviously are going to love the older stuff because that's something they've been listening to for 10 years. And even I myself, you know, everyone's, a, everyone's super skeptical when major changes happen to a band you know little a fucking frontman change is always like so critical that's like if one of the backstreet boys left and and some fucking 300 pound guy named marty joined the band everyone would be <laughs> up in arms. but if he still sang good it wouldn't fucking matter i think chelsea grin with tom is is the best it's ever been yes thank you man i appreciate that ak's a homie but your vocals <laughs> are way tighter and heavier and thicker thank you man i, re- I, I really fucking appreciate that I gotta say, it's it's nice to hear some interband appreciation there, and just like some mutual respect. I feel like it's rare to hear because this realm is so small. So when anybody ever finds anything to like grow off of, everybody kind of like has it as their wave. Whereas like you look at the hip hop community, and it's fucking all these dudes like fucking thirty rappers on one song, and then at the end of the day, they're all going home with a with fucking two hundred thousand dollars, and everyone's <laughs> eating. But yeah. like, why isn't that? Why isn't that for? metals because everybody is so fucking elite and the problem is the only way that people can stop to be elite is when the artists you listen to are a little bit more open and accepting to the realm that they're in because it's like let's be real here no one's in our in our fucking bushes taking pictures of us we're not that famous let's be real here and it's like you know everybody sure as fuck acts like they are sometimes but you got to realize it's like if you 
if we showed more appreciation towards the, each other, everything would grow, I feel. Bunch of legends. Make sure you check out the Bonavisaris and Chelsea Grin Tour making its way across the country very soon. All the details can be found online as well, so get your tickets to that. Also in the realm of heavy, but melodic, um, Make Way for Man make their return to Australia's heavy music scene. Yeah, it's been... Like, they've had a little bit of time away. Again, About three years, yeah. But again, another great shout-out to the Perth scene. Oh, as we've mentioned in the past. Yeah, yeah, they've got these bands not waiting dormantly, but just sitting there and, and working like on good things. they all wait things. their turn. Yeah. It's and like, then oh, it's like, oh, there's not a Perth band out this week. Let's put a track out. Let's make sure that everyone remembers that Perth is rad. Look what the East Coast is doing. <laughs> Here's what we've been working on. And yeah. it just blows minds. Um, sure, they've come back and they've got new music, but the, the new song is a cover of Our City, Fireflies. Now, for those not in the know, Our City is, in my opinion, a one-hit wonder. Yeah. Um, he with had this song. With this song, Fireflies, was just phenomenal. When this came out, I, I personally didn't know of anything similar to what was making a sound like this. He went mainstream, and that's how he got his big success. He's gone on to um, collaborate with Carly Rae Jepsen and play a few shows, and he's like a one-man band kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. Um, but this song itself was fantastic. It was about 10 years old this year. Yeah. And... Sienna's, it's a meme, is it not? It uh, is it. I, I I don't know. My fifteen-year-old nephew talks about it, and he found it via a meme. Oh, okay. I, I'm pretty sure it would have been, but it's like a, an old meme. Memes yeah. normally come out for that year after the song's out, and then yeah. they kind of die off. I don't like, know, man. I, I don't showing know. Showing your age here, pricey. Kids find music via memes these days. I don't know. Old man yells like cloud right that's now. That's me. There's another Simpsons reference. Yay! That's two for two. Um. So look. I know Sienna Skies did a cover of this a few years back. Yep. It's good. But this, in my opinion, is, is the heavy cover that we've needed. Yeah. It has They every... have so much fun with it, That's too, in the it. film clip. They're, they they know it's a cheesy it's song. Exactly, yeah. But they're having so much fun. And then they throw a blast beat in the middle. Which... It's just like, man, this is dope. I never in my life thought that I would be able to throw down to Fireflies. But <laughs> when these guys come back to the East Coast, when they get on the touring circuit again, I hope they play this song yeah. because I want to sit there and relive my my youth of loving like pop mainstream music and go, this is the song that I used to love when I was in radio, but now I'm loving doing heavy music. And, oh, here's a throwdown. Like, get, get out of my way and like, just... just <laughs> throw down during that breakdown they've got yeah. if you haven't come across the song make sure you go check it out and i like what you said before they they sound like they're having fun yeah like you can hear there's a difference in a cover song yeah there's a difference in a cover song like if you're going to cover something that's you know a pop hit yeah and, and and you know it's cheese don't take yourself too seriously yeah have fun yeah have fun with it well it's and, like and just get and you know you know, either acknowledge the fact that you're doing it to get a few viral clicks. Hits or whatever it might be, yeah. Or, you know, just, like, absolutely take the piss out of yourself and have some fun. Like, it, you're going to get so much more charisma and character out of your video clip or, you know, any sort of attention you get on it, you know. Like, just, just play with it. Be and let, let's take a look in the past. I, I know we said we are going to mention this in the last episode, so I'm glad that we've got on the topic of here. How good is segueing? But talking about having fun and doing songs like this, a day to remember covering Kelly Clarkson. Yeah. Fantastic. Cheesy. And the, the video clip was exactly just like hers, like recreated mm. with the Data Remember Boys. And that was like the gateway for a, a lot of people to discover heavy music. 
who might have listened to the Kelly Clarkson one, listened to the melodic vocals of Jeremy, and then he's you know screams yeah. and yells and gone, okay, I can get into this. And then the other cheesy one on the other end of the spectrum is Children of Bodom covering Britney Spears' Oops, I Did It Again. <laughs> like, it's like you can't get like two musical acts from mm. either end of the spectrum. One is a, a pop icon, you could say, and the other is Children of Bodom. And yeah, you yeah. put them both together, it's just like, oh, this is... So bad it's good, yep. or so good I hate myself for loving it. And then, you know, you got, even on an Australian level, you got like Toxicon did a cover of Confidence Man's Boyfriend. Oh. You know what I mean? Oh, I, I don't know. And have... they had a lot of fun with it. Okay, good. I if, hate the song. Look, I, I, I yeah, that, that's the thing. There, there's, there's, I have to listen to it. To, to understand because I've heard that Confidence Man one and I don't like calling things ste- steaming piles of crap, but that was a stealing steaming pile of crap. I don't I, I don't appreciate that song. Yeah. The same reason I don't like Angus and Julia Stone, and yeah. I'll back this up. It's not a sound that I can actually get into, yeah. and I've tried. I've literally sat down there and forced myself to listen to it, and but I've tried. Why? Just, I don't know, to see what the fuss is about because everyone raves about it. However, I could probably get into a heavy version of the song. Yeah. It's just like... The Amity Affliction covering Lana Del Rey. Or Pat Benatar. Or Pat Benatar, yeah. They, in my opinion, do great cover songs. Yeah. Sure, they're not going to do it anymore now because they're too big to do cover songs nowadays. They could surprise me. I'd say me. never say never. Oh, well, they did cover The weekend, and let's not talk about that because that, <laughs> uh, that doesn't fall into this category. But there's not. it's not often that a cover song overdoes the original yeah. and like it makes it better. Yeah. In my opinion, Make Way for Man have bettered the original. Oh wow, that's a big call. The Emity Affliction bettered the original yep. of the Lana Del Rey song. I, I'm I'm gonna go out on a whim and say that. Um, I've also written some notes about other songs I think. Uh Metallica, Whiskey in the Jar. Yep. Thin Lizzy original, they nailed yep. it. Um You know it's like it's an Irish folk song, right? It is, yeah. yeah okay. I've heard the original and okay. uh, not for me. <laughs> <laughs> just like just like mm-hmm. Confidence not Man. Not for me. I, I haven't even heard that Confidence Man cover and I can already say like right better. now it's much better. So if you're a heavy band... Do you know, this is another segue here, Brownie. Uh, another cover song that is better than the original. Well, I don't know if it's better than the original, Go but they, they, they've made it more fun in my opinion. Uh, and it's a band who released a song this week. It's band Lagerstein. They released Dig, uh-huh. Berry, Drink. Yep, yep, yep. And, and they've announced their album and a treasure hunt and all of that sort of stuff. Uh, go to partytimesahoy.com to check all that out. But they covered Eddie Murphy's Party All The Time previously. Why? I, I've, I've heard of this. I've heard of it. Yeah, because they're the pirate metal band, right? They're a yeah. pirate metal band. Yeah. And they changed Eddie Murphy's uh, Party All The Time. Oh, God. To being about how, because you know the song, the song goes like, "My girl likes to party all the time." Yeah, they've changed it to "My wench likes to party all the time," oh. and, and uh, she gives out her number to all the other pirates and stuff like that. Yeah, it, okay, so they bring it back, make it topical, make it fun, re-release make it, it. Yep. about themselves. And well. look, there you go. It's okay. I can rate that. I, I, Please I edit out my singing. That. Oh my god! No, no. Everyone needs to hear your beautiful, luscious um, vocals that you've got there. Um, all right. So cover songs are, are very hit and miss, and you know there's yeah. certain bands out there that bands should not cover. Um, in particular, would you ever imagine that a band could cover a Tool song and nail it if it wasn't a Tool cover band? 
Oh, as in it, it's not a Tool tribute act. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like there, there's certain bands and certain songs that are off limits. Um, and, you know, certain bands can't cover those songs because it just, it means so much to the original artist. And if you can't do it justice, then just don't bother. No, I, I don't think you would bother with a Tool song. No, yeah. They're I one of those bands, think, yeah. No, I just don't think you would. And I'm not certain it's about respect for the artist or anything like that. I think it's just... You can't they, because... I just don't think you can. I just they think do it well? Yeah, I think it's just kind of too unique and perfect. Like, you're just never going to... You're just never going to... There's that Factor X that comes with Tool that you're just like, no one in the world could write this song other than you people. Like, it's it's a Tool band and it's a yeah. Tool song. And if anyone yeah. else tried to, it, it, you just shrivel up and fail in mm. comparison. Yeah, I got what you mean. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just don't think you'd bother because it's just it's just so... I don't know. You'd, you'd just have to be on their same... I don't know, be doing as much DMT as them. I don't know. You know what I mean? Well, okay. Well, I was going to say, are there any bands out there like that? But not off the top of my head that I can list or think about. But, mm. you know, you, you got your comparisons, your, your carnivals and all that. But no, you just yeah. tool, let Tool be Tool. Yeah, like, don't cover a Tool so. song. However, if you're a band who wants to cover something fun, like Limp Bizkit would have to be, in my opinion, one of the most party hardy bands of all time yeah. and they've been covered in the past by cross faith by confession um they covered george michael and th- exactly <laughs> see another situation of taking a song turning it fun yeah so i think that you know if, if you're a band who's out there and you're considering doing a cover song if you want to do it serious go down the path of doing what dream state did with lincoln park serious yeah, have yeah, emotion yeah, yeah. behind it and but don't it- just copy it like a word for paste. word and, yeah. and sound for sound. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And if you're going to do a cover song and it, it was like a pop mainstream hit, you know, eight, ten years ago, whatever it have, might be. Just have, have so fun. much fun with it. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Because we, we enjoy listening to it. It doesn't have to sound exactly like the original. Yeah. Like if you chuck your own spin into it. In fact, I'd, I'd, I'd prefer it if it didn't sound exactly like yeah. the original. So you're, you're, you're one of these people who likes it to be completely changed up if you're going to cover something. Or give it your own flavor yeah, at the yeah, very gotcha. least. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think that's about all we have time for this week, Brownie. Covered that- so much. We covered so much. Hey. hey. Puns are fantastic. Um, look, you can get in touch with us online. We we are all over the net. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Pricey, you're at Price War. Price War Music, but probably easiest to get me at the Faction Line. Yep, yep. Same situation. Just look up Brownie Paul. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram on there. If you have a question or you have something you want us to cover in future... Please do that. Definitely get in touch. And before we go, I've got to give a shout out to Josh Turlick, who has finally found uh, a podcast to listen to. Unfortunately, it's us, but mate, we appreciate you tuning in. So, And we appreciate the bands that you book, my man. Absolutely. Voyager and Statues and Chaos Divine and a whole bunch of stuff. Yeah. Doing, the Omnific. Doing some big things and... Uh, you're a doing, punch? You're doing much better than what we are. He's killing it. But uh, get in touch if you want us to cover something. He's Pricey. I'm Brownie. We'll catch you next week for the Matter of Faction podcast. You. You've been listening to the Matter of Faction podcast with Pricey and Brownie.